welcome to the AI Lawyer Talking Tech Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing some of the most interesting legal technology stories related to AI, data privacy, and emerging issues like cryptocurrency. From new cybersecurity regulations to generative AI tools transforming legal work, we've got key insights to share. Sit back and get ready for a quick but informative overview of the legal tech landscape. Let's dive in. The Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has adopted a new cybersecurity rule that requires issuers to disclose material cybersecurity incidents, cybersecurity risk management processes, and cybersecurity management governance. The rule introduces three new types of disclosure requirements and replaces the previously proposed rule. It also includes a provision for a national security and public safety delay in disclosing cybersecurity incidents. The final rule provides a limited safe harbor and applies to both domestic and foreign issuers. Compliance dates for the rule vary depending on the size of the reporting company. This new rule is part of the SEC's larger effort to regulate cybersecurity in the industry. Lawmakers and the White House are continuing to push for AI regulation. The White House recently announced a voluntary commitment from seven leading AI companies to manage the risks associated with AI development and use. The commitment includes principles such as safety, security, trust, and prioritizing research on potential societal risks. Additionally, lawmakers are preparing standalone AI legislation, including a certification measure, and are seeking feedback from industry members. The Senate Armed Services Committee has also included AI provisions in the National Defense Authorization Act for FI 2024. Overall, there is a growing focus on regulating AI to ensure its safe and responsible use. In a recent case, copyright owner Ellen Okalata proceeded with a vicarious infringement claim against eBay. Okalata had developed a bird costume and used a photo of a child wearing the costume to sell it on eBay. Despite eBay honoring a takedown notice for the photo, Okalata sued eBay for direct, contributory, and vicarious copyright infringement. The court invoked the Sony defense and found that eBay's technological capability and knowledge of potential infringement were not enough to subject them to contributory liability. However, the court allowed the vicarious infringement claim to proceed, stating that eBay's response to the takedown request and their understanding of the infringer's conduct in the online marketplace warranted further examination. This case highlights the need for qualitative analysis of a platform's response to takedown requests in copyright infringement claims. A law firm has been sanctioned by a district court judge in New York for submitting fabricated case law provided by an artificial intelligence, AI, engine called ChatGPT. The judge found that the attorney who signed the affirmation violated Rule 11 by not checking the accuracy of the cited case law. The court also sanctioned the attorney who drafted the affirmation for failing to disclose suspicions about the authenticity of the AI-generated research. The case highlights the need for lawyers to exercise caution when relying on AI tools and to maintain their gatekeeping role in ensuring the accuracy of legal filings. Actor and screenwriter unions in the United States have gone on strike, demanding better pay and protection around the use of artificial intelligence, AI, in the entertainment industry. The strike, which began on July 14, has seen actors and writers resisting the use of AI in their work, citing concerns about the loss of jobs and the potential misuse of their likeness. The use of AI in the industry has raised concerns about the loss of work and the potential for AI-generated likeness to be used without consent or payment. The strike has global implications, as the U.S. film and television industry holds a dominant position worldwide. 
The European context also raises concerns about the impact of AI on voice actors and the need for regulations to protect their rights. The strike highlights the growing concern about the use of AI in the entertainment industry and the need for regulations to address these issues. In a recent article published in Vanderbilt GET Law, authors Ayelet Gordon Tapiero, Alexandra Wood, and Katrina Lidget discuss the need for a collective perspective in addressing the harm caused by platform personalization. They argue that the current individualistic view of personal data and data-driven harm is inadequate in addressing the broad range of harm, such as misinformation, manipulation, social polarization, and discrimination, caused by personalization on digital platforms. The authors propose a framework for meaningful transparency that goes beyond current transparency proposals and offers a roadmap for future legislation. This framework would provide third-party insight and information on the patterns of behavior observed across a large representative population, enabling a better understanding and quantification of the harm caused by personalization. The article emphasizes the importance of achieving transparency without sacrificing privacy and provides guidelines for legislation to support the development of meaningful transparency. Paxton AI has announced the launch of two new features, Boolean Composer and Document Compare, aimed at enhancing research efficiency and accuracy for legal professionals. Boolean Composer streamlines case law research by allowing users to input natural language descriptions of what they are seeking, and Paxton AI will provide the precise Boolean search string needed to locate the relevant case. Document Compare is a tool that enables users to scrutinize two documents side by side, making it easier to understand the similarities and differences between them. These new features have the potential to revolutionize the way legal professionals approach legal and regulatory research, reducing workload and increasing precision. A recent case involving Ryan Cohen, the founder of Chewy.com, highlights the potential legal implications of using emojis in social media posts. Cohen tweeted a response to a negative story about Bed Bath & Beyond using the full moon face emoji, which the court found could be seen as a material misrepresentation and potentially constitute security fraud. The court stated that emojis, like words, can have multiple meanings and their context is crucial in determining their intent. This case serves as a reminder to be cautious when using emojis in a business or legal context, as they can be interpreted differently by different people. Legal technology company Mattersuite by CaseFox has published an article highlighting the importance of key performance indicators, KPIs, for measuring the success and effectiveness of legal departments. The article emphasizes that KPIs act as a guiding star, illuminating the path to growth and profitability for law firms. Common KPIs mentioned include billable hours, client satisfaction, profitability per partner, cost recovery, turnaround time, employee satisfaction and retention, diversity and inclusion, and compliance adherence. By tracking and analyzing these KPIs, legal professionals can make data-driven decisions to optimize operations, drive continuous improvement, and deliver exceptional legal services. Mattersuite software, Mattersuite, offers robust features for matter management, financial analytics, compliance tracking, and client satisfaction monitoring, empowering legal professionals to drive success and demonstrate value to stakeholders. Hoban Levels, a global law firm, is hosting a virtual student event on Tuesday, September 12th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. focused on technology law. The event will feature a presentation by James Sharp, an associate in Hoban Levels' London commercial technology team, who will discuss how emerging technologies like AI are shaping the way the firm operates and the type of work generated for clients. The presentation will be followed by a Q&A session and virtual networking opportunities. Law students and graduates interested in attending the event are asked to submit two questions to the firm. 
For more information and to apply, contact Hogan Lovell's UK graduate recruitment team. NetDocuments has released its NDMAX series, a generative AI-powered product designed to streamline the legal workflow. The product, which is embedded throughout the NetDocuments platform, allows law firms and legal teams to securely and responsibly apply cutting-edge AI to extract business intelligence and generate novel content. According to Josh Baxter, CEO of NetDocuments, NDMAX enables legal professionals to leverage AI responsibly while conforming to security and compliance best practices. The first product released as part of NDMAX is Pattern Builder Max, which enhances NetDocuments' native document assembly workflow capability. It allows firms to create custom generative AI automation tailored to their specific practice area. Pattern Builder Max is currently available to select customers and will be released widely in the fall of 2023. Everlaw, a cloud-native investigation and litigation platform, has announced the release of its new generative AI feature, the AI Assistant. This feature is designed to provide legal teams with instant assistance and greater productivity in their text-based work. The AI assistant can summarize complex documents, extract key information, and answer questions from the legal team, all within the secure Everlaw platform. It aims to shorten the time it takes to create written materials and improve efficiency across the global legal service market. According to AJ Shankar, the founder and CEO of Everlaw, the AI assistant is a transformative tool that connects insights across the legal workflow, allowing for a more efficient and evidence-based approach to drafting and reviewing materials. Gordon Calhoun, a partner at Lewis Brisbois, believes that the AI assistant has the potential to significantly improve the quality of justice by providing a structured way to analyze complex information. The AI assistant is designed to be responsible and trustworthy, with generated output easily verifiable by legal experts. Overall, Everlaw's AI assistant offers a breakthrough solution for legal teams, providing them with valuable insights and efficiency in their work. Spellbook Legal Software, a company that uses AI to help lawyers work more efficiently, has launched its first generative AI contract drafting tool. The technology is powered by a large language model, similar to OpenAI's GPT-4, and is optimized using legal datasets for superior contracting performance. Spellbook has over 600 customers across the legal industry who use the software to support lawyers in making accurate and efficient legal decisions. The company aims to make lawyers' working lives easier and more enjoyable by using technology. Spellbook recently raised $109 million in funding and has seen significant demand and growth since launching its tool in September 2022. The company's future goals include doubling its team size and developing extensive new functionality for its customers. According to a survey conducted by Axiom, a large number of in-house and private practice lawyers in the UK believe that the legal sector is slow to embrace data technology and new delivery models. The survey found that 90% of in-house counsel and three-quarters of private practice lawyers feel that there is a disconnect between law firms and client expectations. The report attributes this disconnect to the increasing cost of legal services and the fact that law firms often provide conceptual rather than practical guidance. However, the survey also found that the day-to-day -day client relationship is driving positive feelings among lawyers, with 92% of UK lawyers saying they are satisfied with their job. Economic concerns are running high among lawyers, with 80% expressing concern about possible recession-related cutbacks. The survey also revealed that many lawyers are considering new career opportunities, with 21% actively searching for a new position and 58% open to considering a new position in the next one to two years. Additionally, the survey found that nearly 90% of respondents are interested in working for new law providers, 
with the perceived benefits including greater flexibility, less bureaucracy, and exposure to new client work. In a recent article published in Vanderbilt JT Law, Martin Edward discusses the rise of large technology firms like Amazon and the need for antitrust reform. Edward argues that the current consumer welfare standard used in antitrust law is insufficient in addressing the broader social and economic consequences of bigness in the tech industry. He presents a case study of Amazon's marketplace platform, specifically focusing on the non-prescription component of continuous positive air pressure CPAP, machines. The study reveals that while the consumer welfare standard remains sound, there are positive social consequences beyond economic wealth, such as increased employment opportunities and lower healthcare costs. Edwards suggests that antitrust reform should consider these counterbalancing effects of consolidation in order to promote innovation and reduce inequality. In a recent article published in Vanderbilt GET Law, Charlotte Yates explores the concept of shaw renting and its potential risks to children's privacy and well-being. The article highlights the staggering statistic that the majority of children have a unique digital identity by the age of two, as parents share intimate and sometimes embarrassing content of their children on social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok. This phenomenon poses risks such as identity theft, digital kidnapping, and exposure to child predators. While there is a need for regulation to protect children's online privacy, it must also navigate the strong countervailing parental rights to free speech and autonomy. Yates proposes an incentives-based solution to reduce harmful child exposure online while respecting parental rights. This thought-provoking article provides an overview of Shaw renting, surveys the current regulatory framework, and introduces potential solutions to mitigate the risks involved. LexisNexis has launched a true cloud CRM solution called Interaction, fulfilling its promise to release a full cloud version of the software. The new release will sit alongside the existing on-premise and hybrid cloud offerings. The full cloud architecture option is expected to appeal to existing clients who have been waiting for this feature. According to Aaron Pierce, VP of Product Development at LexisNexis, the release is particularly attractive to mid-sized law firms and provides a significant opportunity for LexisNexis to disrupt the current CRM vendor landscape and expand its client base. The new cloud option also offers improved features and integration, including an enhanced interface and a home screen that provides users with immediate attention alerts and a daily digest of selected information. Additionally, the cloud option allows for the storage of client data locally on Microsoft Azure sites in the UK and Australia. The UK Law Commission has recommended the creation of a distinct legal category for cryptocurrencies and digital assets. The Commission believes that this new category would allow for a more nuanced approach in recognizing the unique features of digital assets, including cryptocurrencies and non-fungible tokens, NFTs. They have also suggested the establishment of an industry-specific panel of experts to provide non-binding advice on legal issues related to the sector. This recommendation is part of a larger effort to create a bespoke legal framework for the regulation of the cryptocurrency sector in the UK. The European Commission has adopted three new adequacy decisions that give the green light to the EU-US data protection framework. This decision allows businesses in Europe to transfer personal data to US companies without implementing additional data protection safeguards. The decision replaces the previous Privacy Shield framework, which was invalidated by the Court of Justice of the European Union, CJEU, in 2020. The new framework, known as the Data Privacy Framework, DPF, requires businesses to certify their compliance with privacy principles. 
However, it is important for businesses to assess whether certification is necessary and whether their counterparties will continue to rely on the standard contractual clauses, SCCs, for data transfers. The DPF provides legal certainty for transatlantic data transfers and may impact the use of SCCs and binding corporate rules, BCRs. Businesses should consider whether to self-certify under the DPF and update their privacy policies accordingly. The European Commission will periodically review the adequacy decision and there may be potential legal challenges in the future. In a recent article from Vanderbilt GET Law, the growing need for individual autonomy and healthcare data privacy protection in the era of digital tracking is discussed. The article highlights the conflicting pressures within the healthcare system, where efficient and confidential communication between doctors and patients is desired, but the security mechanisms in place have not kept up with technological advancements. The author argues for a private statutory cause of action for violations of medical privacy, stating that neither guaranteed statutory recovery nor cohesion among states currently exists. The article emphasizes the importance of finding a solution that aligns with legislative intent and the history of medical privacy in the United States. In a recent article on legal tech, the potential impact of artificial intelligence, AI, on the judicial decision-making process is explored. The article highlights the advantages of a hybrid approach, where AI systems work in conjunction with experienced judges to grant favorable results. While AI can offer mathematical and statistical advantages, it is emphasized that the final decision will always remain within the realm of human perception. AI can serve as a guide and enhance the productivity of legal professionals, but the ultimate decision-making capacity will rest with the judge. The article also discusses the potential for AI to streamline the legal process and make it more accessible and equitable. Overall, the use of AI in the justice system is seen as a tool to support and enhance decision-making, rather than replace human judgment. In a recent article on NTD.com discusses how antiquated federal laws are allowing for the exploitation of K-12 student data by edtech companies. The article highlights the lack of legal recourse for parents when student data privacy laws are violated. Joel Schwartz, a cybersecurity expert, emphasizes the need for school districts to prioritize parental rights and student privacy. He explains that the current laws, such as the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, FERPA, are outdated and insufficient in protecting student data. Additionally, the article mentions the challenges parents face in accessing their child's data, as it is often stored in edtech platforms or school databases. The Student Data Privacy Project, SDPP, has filed numerous FERPA complaints across the country to obtain student metadata, but none have been resolved. Schwartz believes that edtech companies and school districts need to be held accountable for mining and exploiting student data, and that legal avenues should be available for parents to take action. The article concludes by discussing the need for FERPA to be enforced and amended to address the growing concerns surrounding student data privacy. In a recent article published in Vanderbilt JET Law, I yell that Gordon Tapiero, Alexandra Wood, and Katrina Lidget argue that the current individualistic view of personal data and data-driven harm is inadequate for addressing the broad societal harms caused by digital platforms. They propose a framework focused on transparency around the behavioral patterns observed across populations, not just individuals. This collective perspective can help quantify platform harms and support new legislation. Cloud e-discovery provider Everlaw has announced the release of its generative AI feature, which is available in beta. The feature aims to assist with document review by extracting and summarizing key information from specific documents. It also offers writing assistance to help legal teams build evidence-based text.
According to Everloss CEO AJ Shankar, the generative AI feature is designed to be easily identifiable and verifiable by legal experts. Gordon Calhoun, partner at Lewis Brisbois, believes that the feature has the potential to revolutionize the legal industry by providing quick summaries of complex and voluminous documents, allowing legal teams to move directly to the first tier of review. In a recent blog post, Morgan Lewis discusses key considerations in AI contracting, including defining AI, disclosure obligations, and IP ownership. They highlight the need to address these issues given the complexities of regulating emerging AI technologies. Clio, a leading provider of cloud-based legal technology, has released its 2023 Legal Trend Midsize Law Firm Report, which reveals increased business growth but lower lawyer satisfaction rates in midsize law firms. The report shows that midsize firms are performing well compared to smaller firms, with higher hourly rates and better work-life balance. However, they are falling behind in adopting cloud-based technology, missing out on opportunities to better serve clients and increase employee satisfaction. The report provides valuable insights for mid-market law firms to overcome specific challenges and remain competitive in the evolving legal market. That's all for today's AI Lawyer Talking Tech. Be sure to subscribe and share with your colleagues to stay on top of the latest in legal technology news.